Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bros Pod is, of course, brought to you by Bet Online. Basketball is back. NBA, college, all of that. And Bet Online remains your number one source for all your betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. everybody once again uh welcome to another version of bill roden on sports i'm bill roden here uh this is a holiday special thanksgiving edition celebrating the slaughter of thousands of turkeys uh <laughs> here at an undisclosed location uh upstate new york and uh holding it down with my friend and co-host uh the great jamal murphy murph what's happening What's up, Bill? Everything's all good here in Brooklyn. Got, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, got, got wild dogs in the building. I see. <laughs> now, everything's Man, good. Thanksgiving's, no Thanksgiving's coming. Uh, you know, I guess that's that's a good thing. And, uh, yeah. you know, I got my I got my man here. We're going we're gonna to talk about his new book. Um, so this, this, this will be a good one. We have a special guest. A friend of the program once got us almost put off the air, but he's a great, he's a great brother now. He's, a, he's an author now, and in addition to being a great coach uh, and and sports administrator, he's now author. Uh, so I want to bring on and congratulate uh, Khalid Green. Khalid, what's going on, man? Congratulations. Peace, man. Thanks for having me on your platform, man. I appreciate it. No, absolutely. The book is uh, the book is. Coming out in February, but you can get it already, and he'll tell you all about that. But the book is called Free Game, A Parent's Guide to Managing to Navigating Black, Brown Children Through the Youth Sports and Beyond. It really is, this has been your space for a long time, uh, and you finally codified it and put it in book form. So congratulations on on that. Uh, but um Tell you know. Tell us what brought you to the book. I know that uh, I'm always, and I'm sure obviously you are, talking to parents. And every parent thinks their kid is going to be Venus and Serena or next Kobe Bryant. And you know, a lot of parents, I guess, have no clue about how to navigate this. So tell us, tell us what the book is about, Khalid, and, and why you decided to 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 uh, put it in book form. Um. Thanks for that question. Basically, the book is a combination of questions that I've that have been uh, thrown at me for the last 25 years from parents um, in um, all of my spaces that I've walked in. I've been an NBA scout for the Nets for nine years. I was with the uh, Long Island University on their staff um, basketball team. 
I've been a head coach at Bishop Lachlan High School, and now I'm the director of New Heights and also an EYBL coach. Um, so I'm just all of those parents. I've, I met so many parents along the way, and they've asked me the same questions co consistently for the last 25 years. And I did my best to answer it in the book form with adding on some of the experiences I've had for the last 25 years in the sport and in the industry. So what is the basic, I mean, there's so much ground to cover because it's so fascinating. Like I said, nearly everybody, and you've been doing this for decades, everybody has got a young person, daughter or son, you know, who's playing some type of youth sports. And many of them, and I guess maybe that's just a question. Do you think that from your experience, do most parents feel that their kids have big time college and pro perspective uh, from your, you know, from your, from your history? And how do you manage that? Well, I guess it, it, for me, that question, I can answer that question by stating it depends on when the when the parent uh, joins the sport. So, for example, if the kid is about eight years old, right away they think they have the next John Morant, Steph Curry, or LeBron. But it seems like the the longer that they're in the sport, those dreams start fading because they actually start seeing what the next John Morant, LeBron actually looks like. And then now their perspective changes. And hopefully this book will help their perspective change to start understanding, okay, the lane of being a professional basketball won't work for my son or my daughter, but maybe they can be like you, um, Bill, a sports reporter. Maybe they can, you know, have a podcast, a sports podcast like Jamal. Maybe they can um, be a, a psychiatrist. There's so many other avenues that I wanted to bring to light Um that they should be aware of in sports that I wasn't even aware of before I became a scout. So I tried to illuminate that in my book. Uh, so, so I know Jamal wants to reach out, but you know, how, uh, how can I ask this question? You know, when I was uh, back in, you know, in the, back in the day, you know, when I was like in high school playing high school sports, um, the road to the NFL, the NBA did not seem to be as, clear cut as it is now. In other words, it almost seemed luck. I mean, I guess you go to this high school and, but I'm talking about back in like the 1960s, you know, what's the difference between then and when you were in high school and then college and now what's the road like now to the route? Is it, is it a much clearer route? You still have to get, you got to have talent to negotiate, but is it a much clearer clear-cut route now than it was back in the day? I think it's actually more congested and complicated. Um, back when I was coaching, just only uh, years ago, when I was coaching in high school, um, when you say you went to Bishop Lachlan or Christ the King or St. Raymond's here in New York or Rice High School at that time, that was mm -hmm. a big deal. Now, no disrespect to those programs, but those are almost the feeding grounds for the academy school. So like IMG and Monteverde, um, you know, to name a few. So for that route, for, for those, that route of going to trying to get to the pro is different now. Um, also back, you know, when I was coaching for a while, the kids were coming out of high school. 
Now kids are not necessarily coming out of high school, but they are getting NIL deals now where they'd be able to get paid while they're in high school. And also they can take the route of playing for overtime and the G League. So I think it's more congested, it's more um, and it's more complicated. And um, it's definitely more complicated for the parent that's just starting off, you know, with their son or daughter around eight, nine, 10 years old. Uh, you, meant, you mentioned you've been in it for 25 years. So from the parent's perspective, uh, what's changed over the over the last 25 years in terms of their expectations, they're dealing with with you all. I think the parents have gotten have become <laughs> more invested. Um, I think sometimes their mindset is a little skewed on how this game really is played out. Um, I think that the the social media, uh, how social media has bombarded the sport has been a good thing, but at the same time, it it causes a lot of what I call smoke, some smoke and mirrors in the game where, you know, kids think they're better than what they are. So now, therefore, the parents think they're better than what they are. Um, the, the kid might be an average kid, you know, on the court, but he might have above average highlights. And people <laughs> really get caught up in those highlights. And then that kid might get his <laughs> bus on the court, you know? So these are the things that are going on. And um, like I said, you know, smoke, uh, there's a lot of smoke mirrors. There's a lot of, there's a lot of illusions that are not real. And, you know, social media has a lot to do with that. And sometimes the parents get caught up in that, in that space. Let me ask you this also, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, all the other areas in sports you can get into. But there's also, uh, you know, it's not just as a ball player, it's not just making the pros. It's not just even division one. There are other, you know, you can go, you can go to school for free at division three, uh, division two. Is that something that parents are utilizing enough in your opinion that they're, that they're aware of that, that, you know, there are other ways that you can benefit, uh, you know, from playing basketball? No, that that I, I don't think that parents are really aware of the, all the other avenues. One thing that I, I I have a whole chapter in my book about HBCUs and how the gatekeepers, I consider myself a gatekeeper, one of the gatekeepers of, of grassroots basketball. We have to do a better job of uh, promoting HBCUs to, to these black and brown parents. We have to do a better job of linking with these coaches and um, getting them to know what players we have and vice and, and our players know, get to know um, what kind of institutions that they could be going to. It makes no sense to me that um, a kid would choose no disrespect to Iona or Manhattan, but choose those two schools over Howard without actually visiting Howard. Now, if you visit Howard and you still want to go to Iona or Manhattan, more power to you. But at least take the visit so you can see the atmosphere. You can see the type of culture that's there. You can see that, you know, your next, if you become a pro, your agent, that 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 student that you're sitting right next to in the classroom could be your agent. Or that that student that's sitting right next to you on your left side might be your financial investor and they both look like you. That's a beautiful thing. And that's something we need to promote more. Now, you, you went to Morehouse famously yes. 
Uh, yes. And um, and I'm, we've had this conversation before, and that's really a great thing because it almost seems like within that AAU space, the HBCUs are almost just skipped over. Uh, have you done what, what? What have you done in the context of of what you're doing now to bridge that gap? Have Have you been? Have you brought busloads of kids or taken kids tours of? You mentioned Howard. What about Morgan? But you know, A and T. Yeah, well, forget A and T. You know, uh, <laughs> what what have you done, uh, Khalid, uh, to to help bridge that gap and introduce? more young people to the HBCU universe? So um, I'm, that's a great question. I just went to my Morehouse, to Morehouse for, to our homecoming. And I've started dialogue with some of the administrators um, at Morehouse regarding how we can open up the avenues to bring kids to, you know, the program. Um, especially, you know, me being from Morehouse, that's something that I, I just feel um, that I need to do personally. Um, I've also started reaching out to like I've, I've started nurturing relationships a lot better. So I'm good friends with Rob Jones at Norfolk State, who's one of the winningest coaches out here in um, in college basketball. For, I think for the last five years, I, um, Coach Blakeney at Howard, we talk all the time. Mm. So these are these are brothers that I that I talk to. Um, we're communicating. We're trying to see how we can. Um, inform our kids a little better on, you know, taking the visits to the black colleges and being more aware of what's going on in the college space. Again, uh, many years ago, that was only, that was the only opportunity that we had, you know, as far as going to, going to play on a college campus. And I think we need to bring that history back, let our kids know that Yes, we, 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 we don't have a problem with you playing at North Carolina, Duke. Of course, those are great institutions and you could benefit greatly. But we want the option. We want to provide the option of those same kids going to these schools, taking a visit and seeing if that might be the right fit for you as well. Have, have any of your kids, uh, this is a part of the program we can name drop. Couple of kids that you've dropped, you've coached who've gone on to bigger and better things. Uh, just anecdotally, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm always fascinated about the parental aspect of this, you know, because you talk about, you know, we often talk about how the kids are out of whack, but a lot of times it's the parents, and we all have our kids. We all think our kids are great and wonderful, right? You know, and and I'm just wondering over the years if there are any anecdotes of how you have helped. Or how you have, you know, discouraged, or how you sobered up parents. Just some of your 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 interactions. Yeah, well, I, I'll tell you one who uh, a person that uh, Jamal and I had on our podcast on the Up Next podcast, Kyle Neptune, the new head coach of um, Villanova. I sobered yeah. him up um, quickly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he was he he'll tell you he was probably on a 10 man team that we had probably the eighth best player, maybe ninth. And when he got out of college, he went to Lehigh university uh, on a scholarship, came out, started dibbling and dabbling in the overseas world of basketball. Um, wasn't very successful. And I told him, you know, let's, let's start getting real. You need to like choose a new path when it comes to 
the sports world. If you want to do it, maybe basketball may, may not be your lane anymore. I mean, maybe coach uh, bat playing might not be your lane anymore. Pardon me. But let's start looking at the coaching route. Next thing you know, he became, um, with the help of me and Tom Marshan, uh, who's the scout of the Cleveland Cavaliers now, and other brothers that intervened and helped on his behalf, he became the video coordinator at Villanova. Well, I think maybe 12 years later, he's the head coach. So yeah. that's 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 an antidotal that I would I would give um, to answer your question. Wow. Well, you know your book. You know you you mentioned it 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 uh you know it covers from the beginning to the end. I mean, it really does cover A to Z of of this game. Um, just looking at the chapters, uh, you know, my favorite one is keep the fun in the game. You also talk about AAU, uh, that whole situation. Uh, you, you you get into reclassification in terms of whether kids should be held back a year, you know, and how early that should happen. Yeah. Uh, choosing high school, choosing a high school coach. So you really go into it. And then you all the way to the end, uh, you know, if you are NBA caliber, uh, you know, choosing an agent, how to go about that. But let me go back to uh, it's chapter three, actually. Keep the fun in the game. Because when we, you know, you think basketball, you think sports, you, you think, of course, of course, it's, it's, it's fun. Why, why would you even have to remind anybody, anybody of that? But what but go into that in terms of why that's important to talk about. I, I just think uh, like us three, we all probably the first time we. Uh, picked up a basketball, baseball, football, whatever was our, you know, that we bonded, whatever sport we bonded with, we bonded with fun. We bonded with joy. We bonded with a love for this 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 competitive um, space, uh, holding the basketball, being with our peers, laughing with our teammates. That's that's the joy. That's the love. That's the fun. And that's the fun. That's the look I see on a lot of kids. I run a found. I run a program called the Foundation at New Heights. And those kids start off around eight years old, seven years old, and they come in with big wide eyes at eight, eight o'clock in the morning. And all they want is to play that they don't care about anything. They want to play. They, they, they have the biggest eyes looking like they just drank some Kool-Aid and they're so happy. And that's the pure joy of this. And I think we get lost in it. The more, uh, the more the journey becomes, intense and so around 12 13 you see uh parents more uh, sometimes are more concerned about rankings than than anything they're more concerned about playing in a in a tournament that sometimes they that is above their skill level but they still want to play and they get mad at their son or daughter because their son and daughter did not <laughs> play up to what they think is their ability so now that creates a stressor that creates um, pressure. And now all of a sudden that that same kid is 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 getting drained. He's getting stressed out. They're, they're having the long talks home. Oh, I spent all this money to go to this tournament. How come you didn't deliver? You, you, you're spending I spent about one hundred dollars on training and you still can't make a left hand layup. So <laughs> these are these are the talks that are going on. And I'm right. just keeping it real that. We have to get back to, oh, let's have let's let's make sure we have a certain love and keep that love. 
And I think a lot of it, the pressure comes with black and brown parents in particular, because we only think about playing, not not understanding that you can keep that same love. You may have to get real and see that this son or daughter may be coming to the cliff of what I call running out of talent. And now we have to start looking at some other choices, which is fine. I'm five, six. I became a scout. I never played in college, but I became an NBA scout. If, mm. if it can happen for me, it can happen for others. But mm. I always kept the love for the game. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you, what contact did you have with Cole Anthony? Um, you know, uh, you, know you, you know, his mother, uh, Crystal Anthony, you know, she did that documentary way back when he was in sixth grade and playing with this uh, AAU, you know, uh, that, that young AAU team. And to me, it's always fascinating when I go back and look at that. Cause he was like, I don't know, sixth grade or something. Right. And, and, you know, they had one stat in there about the needle in a haystack that out of something, hundreds of thousands of kids who play only X number will ever play in college. And of right. course, only X number will play in, in the pros and all that. And I guess, there are two ways to look at that. You know, uh, I think you came up to the Church of the Intercession, uh, I think, yes, with your kids or something. Uh-huh. And that was Rod Strickland's. That's, you know, uh, he started there when he was like seven or eight. And I okay. guess I always think that I'm sure he was in the gym and somebody probably told him the same thing. You know, out of, you know, five million kids, only one percent of you are ever going to do blah, 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 blah. And I guess there are two ways of looking at that. You know, one is, you're right. I need to look at it, but somebody's got to be that one percent. Why can't it be me? Absolutely. You know, a good friend of mine just became the governor of of uh, Maryland. Mm. You know, and you know, I mean, who, what what are the odds of that? I mean, when he was a good friend, I knew him when he was, you know, when he was. I spoke at his high school graduation, and wow. somebody said, "Then you're going to be the first black governor of Maryland." So I guess how do you balance that between? Somebody's got to be that one percent versus getting getting sober. I I think that's a great balance that a lot of us, uh, a lot of children, have to manage, and it's not easy because I do believe that kids should bet on themselves wholeheartedly. Um, sometimes I don't really even believe in having a plan B. If you if you if you right. are that guy, then. To be a pro, you have to understand you're going to have to have your chest out to be that guy. Right. So you have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have to bet, you have to bet on yourself. At the same time, that's where education is important. Um, and I have a whole chapter in my book just dedicated to education. I think if you when you bet on yourself, you still have to understand who you are as as a as a black man in this world or black young lady growing up in this world and have some type of knowledge of self and have, have an education because even Kobe Bryant, God bless the dead, his career did come to an end before he, you know, tragically passed. Michael Jordan, probably the best in the world. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. At some point, the ball comes out, the air comes out of the ball. And then what? Then what? I, I, I talk to my kids about this all the time. They laugh. And I said, I don't want you guys to ever be a street legend. 
So <laughs> I don't want I don't want to hear that you're getting 40 in the park and you talking about shoulda, woulda, and coulda with two two teeth in your mouth smoking a blunt. I don't want to see that for you. I want to see, I, I want you to be the one to say, um, damn, I maxed myself out. I got the best out of this game. I didn't let the basketball use me. I use basketball to attain an education and become a professional. And um, that's the balance. I think it all starts with having a holistic approach to who you are as a person first, and then um, the basketball part will take care of itself. Yeah, that kind of uh, go ahead, Jamal. No, and and I guess that's how you balance it as a coach when you have kids. You know, especially eight, eighth, ninth grade, and their dream. All their dreams have to be the NBA. Um, yes. And I and is that how you balance it? Not not trying to take that dream away, but you know, telling them you know that they need to have. Well, it's 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 funny because you you're saying they need you know. There should be no plan B, but you have to have options, right? How does how does it work? Yeah, I'm I'm saying I'm saying go all out with with you know with your dream. Go all out. At the same time, do not go all out with the mindset that you're only a basketball player. Like that's where I think we go wrong in our in our community. We and, and as coaches, we have to do a better job of of holistically teaching these kids. If we're only if you're a coach and you're only out there talking about X's and O's and not the game of life for some of these young men and women, then we're doing a disservice. So we have to be of the job of servicing the kids, um, teaching them how to handle themselves in public, um, teaching them about etiquette. Uh, there's so much more that goes into coaching that they can learn from and gain from that will make them better people. And in turn, once you max out your best, the, your ability, then you can make the adjustment as we all have to make at some points in our career to do other things. But if you never invest in that other part, the holistic part of teaching them who they are and other things, then when it's all done, all they're going to see themselves as a basketball player. And that's when a lot of times they get into trouble or they become depressed because they don't know what else to do with their lives. Yeah. Our guest is a great Khalid Green. He's the author uh, of A Parent's Guide to Navigating Black, Brown Children Through Youth Sports and Beyond. Uh, comes out February 11th. But tell us, Khalid, where can they get it now? All these so people, now, after, they, after they hear this, they know they got to go get the book. Yeah, go get the book, please. Go get the book. Uh, it'll be up on Amazon on November 25th, this Friday. Uh, it'll be up on Smashwords, Apple iBook, Barnes & Noble, Nook, and Kobo. Um, and I think it'll be very helpful, be very valuable to your journey in sports. Yeah, how long did leave it take? Leave a review, too. Please leave a review. Yes. Leave a review. Do all this. We'll yes. repeat it before we leave. Uh, but but I have a couple of questions uh, before we let you uh, roll. Um, one, you, you mentioned education, and I, I, I was thinking of Kyrie Irving. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I was, somehow I was going to get to Kyrie, whether it's clumsy or stupid. <laughs> but I think of a guy like Kyrie, who spent eight months on a college campus, and I always think it's a tragedy that you've got all these guys who go to these great institutions and learn just enough 
to be ignorant. You know, you, you spend eight months at Duke or, you know, you, but you go, you, you go to Kentucky and, I, and you never really fully are educated. You never really get the full benefit of being at these institutions, but you're put in this position where, you know, you've got great followings on, on social media. You've got these great platforms, you know, people are listening rightly to what you're saying, but you've not been fully educated, you know, just enough to get a snapshot of life. And uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts. Again, this is, this is no relevance at all, but your take on Kyrie, because, you know, you're, you know, I'm sure Kyrie, he's only, what, 30 something? In other words, about 30. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're his elder, but just your take on a guy like uh, Kyrie, who I think wants to be more than a basketball player, you know, wants to be defined by more than basketball, but the reality is that he is a basketball player. And maybe when he gets done, he could actually make Duke force Duke to, you know, complete his education and give right. him that, give him that BA in theology study. <laughs> but just, just, but, but just your, your, your take on, on Kyrie. Well, first of all, I, I have a lot of respect and love for Kyrie because I know I know for a fact what he does in the community. I know for a fact what he's done for people that actually I coach. And um, I don't want to, you know, divulge too much, but he's definitely been there for a lot of people publicly and privately. I think Kyrie is on a, a, you know, journey like a lot of us in this, in North America, where we're trying to, as black people, learn who we are we're trying to get back to our roots and find things that you know were hidden or stolen from us with when it when it pertains to information so from that aspect i i respect Kyrie. we all make blunders we all make mistakes unfortunately like he said uh in, a, in an interview i heard him say i mentioned that because he has a large platform, his mistakes are more exasperated or more exaggerated and and uh, you know more highly manifested, uh, higher than most. So that's where he stumbled. Um, I'm you know he apologized, and I take him I take his word on his apology, and I leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, yeah. in, ter in terms of his, you know, you mentioned his, you mentioned his following and he, and he does, I mean, you know, he has a lot of followers, but even, but even just as a, you know, black people in general, I think they can, they can under, they can relate to, you know, his blunders being exaggerated, like that type of thing. Um, uh, so even, you know, no matter what he says, I think, I think a lot of black people can, you know, kind of, kind of want to stand behind him and, and relate to him. And I'm sure, you know, you younger kids also. So what do you, so how do, how do you balance that in terms of, you know, maybe feeling like he, he, he could have explained, he could, he, you know, he made a mistake in what he said, or he could have handled it differently compared to the reaction that's out there that, that many black people see as, too much. Well, I, I I'll start there. I think the reaction was overly done. Um, I think it 
came from people trying to enforce power um, and almost and, and humiliate the brother, which I, I, I personally do not like. Um, I didn't see a lot of smoke for, you know, Amazon. I didn't see the amount of smoke for Amazon as I saw for Kyrie. In fact, Amazon's has certain publications that are still up there um, that are way more offensive to <laughs> to the Jewish population than what Kyrie, you know, put up. Like Mein Kempf from Hitler is still up on Amazon as we speak. <laughs> and that's that's in real time. So I just think that it, it was done overboard. And I think that, um, like I said, the brother apologized for whatever he uh, apologized for. He apologized. And I think, you know, that's enough. Um, and I, I, like I said, I, I have respect for Kyrie. I'm glad he's back on the court doing what he does best. And he's definitely been a beacon of light in our community. Um, you know, I, I saw he just gave money to two different, uh, I think he gave money to the sister who was killed in um, Mexico. Uh, I don't, I forgot the sister's name. He was killed. I know he killed, he gave money to uh, different movements and he's been, you know, he's been very charitable uh, for our community. So I, I just give, give him a lot of love because unlike the, some of the people I won't name that have been very highly critical of him from our own community who have not done nearly as much as him, I think he needs to be left alone at this point. Just let him play basketball and let him learn his lesson, which I think he did. And, you know, we'll move on. <laughs> and so will we. Right. But, you know, I respect him too, just to say, and I'm not, I'm not one to uh, flog a brother, you know, Right. I think that's what you were referring to, that a lot of our brothers and sisters, our white brothers and sisters, you know, it wasn't enough just to apologize. They wanted us to flog him. You right. know, like on the plantation, the white overseer will, will come to me, get me, Roden, I want you to flog him. <laughs> you know, for everybody. Said, well, no, I ain't right. going to flog him. Well, we're going to flog you. You know, right. That, right. that kind of stuff. And we That always happens. Anyway, <laughs> the book is called a parent's guide to navigating black brown children through the youth sports and beyond through youth sports and beyond comes yeah. out February 11th, but you get it now. Um, right. Our guest has been the great Khalid green and looking forward to having him back. Uh, you know, talk about all types of stuff. Um, <laughs> but um, this has been very enriching enlightening. love the book, love the idea of the book. Uh, Thank you. A lot Thank of parents you. should read it. Um, because sometimes you just do not have a clue right. at all. Most this times. It's much bigger than you think it is. <laughs> and, and we and and I'd like to thank Mr. Roden. We have a, a quote from Mr. Roden. We have a quote uh, endorsement from John Carlos, the great John Carlos, mm -hmm. uh, Mark Spears of the NBA, and as right. well as Kyle Neptune, the head coach of Villanova. Right. So, Who owes his career to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got him focused. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> All right. Hey, Khalid, thank you so much, man. And uh, thank you. Best man. of luck promoting this book. You know, yes, this is like the second job. You know? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> no, but it's well worth it, though. Congratulations, man. Thank really you. Really happy for you. It's great. Yes. Peace, brother. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks to the listeners. You can listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all those places. Uh, please give us a review on those platforms. Give us five stars. Follow us on social media at Bros Pod on Twitter, at Bros Pod on Instagram. Check us out on YouTube at Bros Pod. Also on Facebook, Bill Roden on Sports. Uh, and feel free to converse with us on there and all the other platforms. And uh, we'll be back soon, right, Bill? We'll be back at some point coming up. Yeah. Oh, Sunday. Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to go out to the uh, uh, the, Jet, the Jets-Bears uh, game. Yeah. We're going to see if see if your boy is starting, if Zach. I know uh, this is a strong call, man, for this cat to be benched. They said he's reckless, you know. Yeah. Speaking about apologizing, I got someone <laughs> pissed because they asked him, did he think, did they, did, did he, did they think that, uh, what did he say? Did he owe if, his? What did they say? Yeah, if he, he let his, I think if he let his defense down or something like that, he and said, he said no. no, 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 I did not. And you know, I I get you don't want to show we. It's all similar to the to the Kyrie thing. You don't want to show weakness exactly. to the press, you know. Right. So you so you dig yourself deeper. Um, right. but, but then you get you know the point is even with Kyrie to an extent to an extent mm-hmm. that's a different extent. But even with this guy, we like to. Make people apologize. Yeah. What happens? Yeah. If, what happens if he didn't think so? What yeah. happens if he really think? No, I did not let the defense down. Yeah. You know, it's uh, like not, the it's like the yeah, it's like the sports media, and I don't know if it's just sports media, but definitely sports media culture, uh, where we re- we really try to get these guys to bow down. Right. You know, if it or you know, because I, maybe it's because these athletes are known for their confidence, right? And we kind of want to we want to show that they're human, you know, so like, but we're so the sports media is so drawn to getting these guys to admit that they did something wrong to apologize and to show, show contrition for whatever, whatever it is. So it's the same. And I think in turn, the athletes know that and they, and they become stubborn and and they don't want to admit it because they know that's why you're asking about it. I remember a, a similar story is when Carmelo, remember Carmelo Anthony, uh, he was at the beginning of his downturn, we went to OKC and they and they were like ask they kept asking him if he would come off the bench, if he would come off the bench. Right, right, right. He laughed at it, right? And right. and and he was mocked forever. To this day, he's right. mocked forever for laughing about coming off the bench. But he, he was it, he was doing it in response to the media, you know, just wanting him to admit that over and over. You right. know, it's like a natural instinct to be like, get out of my face, man. Like, I'm not in, admitting that to you. Right. Why do I have to do this? It's, yeah, so. Yeah, our business. That that's another. Yeah, segment. that's another. That's another podcast. But yeah, so Zach Wilson, I mean, he's been terrible, uh, and he's been terrible against Belichick. Really, that's what is. But you know, I give him a sh- against the Bears. The Bears defense is terrible. I would I would start him, and then if, if, if he, <laughs> why if not? He's, yeah, if he's terrible after the first half, then bench him. But bench you know, it's not you know Belichick does this to he's done this to all. Y- oh, young yeah, Sam Donald. That's why Sam Donald was in. Yes, he was seeing ghosts. He actually, he'll never live that down. Oh, man, that was great. I'm seeing ghosts. (laughs) How great was that? I'm seeing ghosts. (laughs) Wow, wow. That was, like, great. All right, man, well, listen, uh, you know, uh, have a great Thanksgiving. I know you're going to go and be with your family, so that's great. Uh, And, um, yeah, then I'll see you Sunday. And, um, you know, but I thought that was great. Khalid was great. Yeah. And I hope everybody buys a book. Yeah, free game. Check yeah. that book out. Free game. It's on Amazon free on game. Friday. Yeah. 
Um, all right, man. Well, listen, happy Thanksgiving for all of you folks out there who are visiting. Continue to be safe. Um, there's nothing wrong with getting vaccinated again. I yes. think I'm up to my fifth shot. Yeah. You know, uh, and if there's a six, I'll get that too. Yeah. So everybody continue to be safe, be smart when you're at these, you know, out in groups. Uh, but particularly be safe, man. Really be safe and be smart. And uh, continue to pray. Yeah. <laughs> Bless everybody. See you next week. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube